to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Did you just see that little wink that I got then? He's my husband, it's all right. Did you mean to wink me then, or was it just like a twitch? (laughs) He's not answering me. (laughs) Before we get started, let me just pray, church. Yes, Lord God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for this incredible day that we have had in your house, Lord God. I thank you for every single person in this room, Lord God. I thank you that you are here, Lord God. And uh, we give tonight to you, Lord God, all our worship, our conversations, um, but also this message. I pray, Lord God, speak through me, Lord God. Give me the right words to say that will not only be Nice, encouraging words to hear, but actually words that will change lives, words that will cause change in people's lives this week, Lord God, that will cause us to think differently and live differently and uh, crave to be more like you, Lord God. And we give it all to you, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amazing. You can take your seats. Oh, what a good day we have had in church so far. And uh, it's not finished yet. Um, It's still going to get better and better. Um, But I just want to speak to us on a a scripture from Proverbs 28, verse 1. And it says, The righteous are as bold as a lion. The righteous righteous are as bold as a lion. So this picture was taken whilst we were on holiday a couple of weeks ago in Spain. And we were walking along the coast and past some restaurants and stuff. And um, there were these statue lions. And I said to Zion, I said, just uh, come and stand on the lion and sit on the lion and roar at the lion. And Sam had his camera. Sam was taking loads of pictures. Um, And it just so happens we've got an incredible creative team. I think Rosie Nash did this one for me. And she managed to um, put a new background on it and put the title in it and make Zion look twice as big and twice as gorgeous as he normally is. <laughs> but incredible job there, team. And so I want to talk about being as bold as a lion and, and where we get that boldness from, where we get that confidence from, or where we find our roar, where we find our roar. A couple of years ago, um, we went on a family trip to Woburn Safari Park. And um, we obviously, we drove around. It was the first time I'd ever been to a safari park where you get to stay in your car, lock the doors, shut the windows. <laughs> and you drive around the safari park, looking at all the animals, and they had everything. They had elephants and giraffes and monkeys and bears and lions and everything. And we were looking around, and I've got a few pictures to show you, actually. So um, we saw some bears walking right in front of the car. Can everybody see? I'll step back. We saw a bear walk right across the front. That's my dad in the rearview mirror. (laughs) And then um, we also saw some monkeys literally on the car. That's not my car. That's my mum and dad's car. You can see the massive crack in the windscreen. (laughs) Um, But those monkeys were literally jumping all over the car. I think two of the monkeys had a fight on the bonnet. I'm not sure if there were any scratches left or not, but I'm glad that was not our car. And then in the next picture, we saw some lemurs. That's how close it was. Very close. That, that wood that you can see that it sat on, that was like a decking path, and it was sat on the handrail. So we were literally walking straight past the lemurs. And then we saw lions. And that's all they did. 
There was no up close and personal. There was no movement. There was no looking. There was no, nothing interesting. They just laid there and did nothing. Um, And they weren't even that close, so we couldn't really see them very well. That's zoomed in. Um, But the lions were pretty boring. You'd think going to a zoo that a lion would be the main attraction. I didn't think a bear would be the main attraction. I didn't think a couple of monkeys would be the main attraction. But the bears... um, But I thought the lions would be the main attraction. And they were boring. They were not what I expected them to be. I kind of thought maybe they'd be roaming around. Maybe they would come up right to the car. Maybe they'd be having a scrap and, you know, fighting over a piece of meat or something. Maybe there would be some baby cubs or something that we could look at. But they were really boring. The active animals, the ones that were right in front of us, the ones that were up close and personal were more appealing. And they made the lions look more boring than they were. On the surface level, lions can appear boring. During the day, because they sleep, it's too hot, there's nothing really for them to do, but it's at night when the lions come come awake and they come alive. Um, And behind the scenes, they become more interesting. In the wild, I never want to be close enough to see it but in the wild lions are much more interesting (laughs) I just watch it on my tv I'm not I'm not going on any safaris in Africa or anything where I'm getting that close to a lion when I uh, spoke to Zion about what I was speaking on um this week and I asked him about lions and I asked him about when we went to the safari park this is what Zion said they're big and fast yep well done they're biteable I said, what do, you mean, what do you mean they're biteable? He says, they eat and kill people and animals. I said, yeah, they do that. He said, they can eat a rabbit in one bite, but maybe not the ears. <laughs> he said, they have sharp claws that can kill people and animals. I think he's got a bit of a thing about wild animals killing people. They're good at protecting their families. And they have a roar so loud that you can hear it from miles away. You know, in the Bible, God and Jesus are referred to as a lion. They are often referred, there's so many Bible verses where they are referred to as a lion because of their strength, because of their courage, because of their fearlessness, because of their dominion, because of their boldness. There are so many characteristics that can be related to God and to Jesus that come from lions or that can be related to lions, which originally obviously came from God. And there's a roar that comes with that. Lions have a roar. It's the way that they communicate. It's the sound that they make. And God has a sound. God has a roar. It's a roar of connection and wanting to communicate. It's a roar of protection, a roar of love, unconditional love, a roar of dominion and having complete control over everything. It's a roar of power, a roar of strength, a roar of courage and a roar of boldness. And we have the choice, church, whether to listen to that roar or not. We have the choice whether to allow ourselves to hear God's roar, to take it on board, to allow Him to um, roar through our lives and to, to allow those things, the connection, the protection, the love, the power, the strength, the courage to come from God into us. Can you hear His roar, church? Can you hear His roar? Is it something that you've tamed? Is it something that has been tamed in your life? Maybe it's been locked up in a cage. Maybe it's something that you've not heard for a while. But God is so powerful. His word is so powerful. And it's something that we need to hear. Sometimes in our lives, the world can roar louder. There's so many things in our everyday life that can end up being louder than God. Do you know, even the devil has a roar. 
Even the devil has a roar and it says in 1 Peter 5, it says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Zion's not wrong in the fact that lions eat people. But, you know, everything in life has a roar. Our family has a roar. Our job has a roar. The demands on everyday life is roaring at us for our attention, for for us to make sure we get those things done. But God's roar should be louder in our lives. The roar of his attention, the roar of his power, the roar of connecting with him should be louder in our lives. We have a choice to listen to God's roar rather than the world's roar or the devil's roar. We also have a choice to have our own roar, to release our own roar. Maybe you can, you know, sitting in amongst all these people, maybe there's people here you know that have an incredible roar, a roar that you know only comes from God. Maybe they're super, um, super confident. Maybe they've got loads of courage. Maybe they're bold. Maybe they're great at protecting people. Maybe they've got an incredible characteristic that you know only comes from God. That could be their roar. What's your roar? What is your roar? Where is it? Maybe it needs to be released. Maybe it's something that you need to find. And tonight we're going to talk about what that roar is and how you can get it, where you can find it and how you can grow it. All the time whilst I was writing this message, I was always thinking about Lion King and the bit where Simba learns to roar. And I wasn't going to use it as an illustration for my message, but I think sometimes, you know, when it comes to our roar, we can feel a little bit like we're not mature enough. We can feel a bit like I'm not ready for that kind of power, for that kind of courage, for that kind of boldness. But God is like Simba's dad, training us to do our roar, training us to grow in power, grow in confidence, grow in maturity, grow in boldness, to release that roar. Going back to lions. So lions, they communicate with their roar. They roar and learn in the process of roaring. Their roar is how they protect their territory. That's how Zion knew that lions could be heard from miles away when they roar, because they do roar so loud that they're making other animals in the area know that that is their territory and that nobody is to come close. The world today can be so consumed and easily influenced by a roar. The roars of social media, the roars of opinion, the roars of wrong behaviour, the roars of temptation, the roars of self-satisfaction, and the roars of materialism, and so many more. And just as me and my family at Woburn Safari Park, just as we were more interested in the cheeky monkeys and the other more active, up-close animals, they were more interested than the sleeping lions. And we can get so distracted by the roars of the world that we forget so much so that we can end up missing the roar of God. We can end up not hearing the roar of God. We can be so distracted by the roars of um, circumstances, the roars of our friends and other people's opinions, by the roars of social media. We can actually spend more time listening to the roars on social media than we can listening to our God. We can end up communicating with the world more than we communicate with God. We can end up learning more from the world's ways than God's higher ways. We can end up protecting and prioritising our worldly material things than God's eternal promises. Don't be fooled into thinking that your God is a sleeping lion. 
because he is not asleep. His loud is so much louder. His roar is so much louder than anything else in your world. You just need to be listening for it. Your God is not asleep. I think sometimes we think he's asleep because we're not looking. We think he's asleep because we're not listening. We think he's asleep because we're not speaking. But actually when we get down to it and we start praying, and we start reading the Bible and we start seeking him, we realise he is not asleep. He is as fierce as he has ever been. And he is ready to get into your life and to protect you and teach you boldness and teach you courage and teach you a better way that you would have never have known otherwise. Don't be fooled into thinking your God is a sleeping lion. So there's a few ways that God shows us his roar. And those few ways are um, in communication, in protection, in boldness, but also in community. When it comes to communication, like I said, that's how lions communicate with a roar. And an adult male roar can be heard up to five miles away at 114 decibels, which is basically the same as a rock concert. I looked that up, I didn't know it. I have no idea what a decibel is other than something to do with the volume. I know that much. Sometimes I think we're above decibels here, maybe. But it's good. It sounds good. So we're all right. We don't care. But in Job 37, 4 to 5, it says, After that comes the sound of his roar. He thunders with his majestic voice. When his voice resounds, he holds nothing back. God's voice thunders in marvellous ways. He does great things beyond our understanding. I love that bit. God holds nothing back. When I think about when a lion roars, I don't think they hold anything back. If it's because they're about to go into a a battle, if it's because they're protecting their family, if it's because they're fighting for a piece of meat, they're not holding anything back. And then when you picture that same picture, but our God, our God who wants to communicate with us, our God that wants our attention, our God that just wants to be in relationship with us, And he is roaring for our attention. He is roaring to communicate with us and to be in conversation with us. God holds nothing back. He's just waiting for us to listen. Are we placing ourselves in a place to be able to hear? Are we placing ourselves in a place to be able to listen? Are we removing the distractions of the other roars that are around us? Those things that seem to be roaring louder than God. Are we removing those distractions so that we can hear God? And then protection. Lions can see eight times better at night than in the day. Their eyesight is so much better. That's why they do nothing in the day. They probably can't see where they're going and it's too hot. But at night, when it cools down, when their sight is better, that's when they hunt. That's when they play. That's when they become active. That's when they should open Woburn Safari Park so so that the lions are more interested. They should do some kind of midnight viewing. I'm not sure how safe that would be, but that's when they should open it. In Isaiah 31, 45, it says, This is what the Lord says to me. As a lion growls, a great lion over its prey, and through a whole band of shepherds, and though a whole band of shepherds is called together against it, it is not frightened by their shouts or disturbed by their clamour. So the Lord Almighty will come down to do battle on Mount Zion and on its heights, like birds hovering overhead, the Lord Almighty will shield Jerusalem. He will shield it and deliver it. He will pass over, pass over it and will rescue it. 
You may be in a season of darkness right now, but just as lions can see better at night, your God can see in your darkness. Just because you can't see doesn't mean your God can't see. Just because you can't see the end and the light at the end of the tunnel doesn't mean God can, can't. God can see everything, night and day, eight times better than we can, a hundred times better than we can. God can see everything. And just because we're not sure the direction we're going and the, the way things are going to pan out, God already knows. God's already seen it. God not only sees it, but he wants to shield us from it. He wants to deliver us from it and he wants to rescue us from it. He's already working in the darkness, even though we can't see it. He is already causing our breakthroughs. He is already causing our miracles. He is already taking us in the direction of the light at the end of the tunnel to take us out of that darkness. Just as lions can see great at night, so can our God. And then boldness. Lions show no fear in the face of danger. In Isaiah 41 verse 10, it says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know, sometimes we get, um, we see things in life and we hear things in life that give us courage and that encourage us and, and allow us to, to feel bold again. Um, I've recently noticed, and it's something that I hadn't realised I was doing until I started writing this message, but I realised that I was getting so much encouragement and so much boldness from Instagram posts and from a friend that sends me all these pictures. And I was beginning to realise and question Am I getting as much boldness and as much confidence from my God in my personal time than I am from these pictures? And they're not bad pictures and they're great encouragements and some of them are Bible verses. But I did begin to wonder, is Instagram giving me more courage than the Bible and spending time with God? And it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but it's a good thing to question it because then it's made me realise I need to get in my Bible even more. And I need to check that. It's just so much easier when it's on your phone. You can be at work and you can get an encouragement ping up. I can be in the car and I can check my emails, not whilst I'm driving. But I can check my emails and get an encouraging email. I can, you know, be out and about with friends and somebody can send me an encouraging message. But where are you getting your boldness and your courage from? If it is social media, if it is friends, if it is family, they're not bad things. But God wants to give you boldness as well. He's desperate for you to ask for his help. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to uphold you. He wants to be the one that you go to to find your courage. He wants to be the one that you go to when you need boldness. He wants to be the one that can protect you, that can save you, that can help you show no fear in the face of danger. And then as well as that, you can have the social media, you can have the friends, you can have the family. And then how much better is that? Can you imagine how bold we would feel, how courageous we would feel if not only we turned to social media or friends or family or God, but actually we had all of them, but ultimately God, ultimately God. And finally, we can see God's roar in our community. Lions live in prides of usually about 15 to 40 lions and that's their family. They stay together. That is their pride. And in Matthew 18, 20, it says, For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Icon Church, just look around for a minute. The people that you're sat around, the people in this room, whatever service you've been in today, whichever human being gathers under this roof, 
That's your pride. That's your community. These are your family. This is where your roar can change lives. It says where two or three gather in his name, he is there. This is the place where we find our roar. This is the place where his roar can break chains. This is the place where his roar is placed within our hearts so that we can take that same roar out into the community. We can take it into our families. We can take it into our works, into our schools, whatever we do in our everyday life. Sundays are so important. Church is so important. This is where you can find courage. This is where you can find boldness. This is where you can find confidence and power to uplift you and set you up for your week. Community is so important when it comes to your role. Without it, I don't think you would have a role. As amazing as our our life can be outside of church, it's not the same without God at the centre. And it's not the same without our church family. Our church family can encourage us, can inspire us, can um, give us boldness. Words like this can give us courage and boldness. Worship can give us courage and boldness. That's where we can find our role. So on that note about finding our role... There's three places where I think are the best places to start when it comes to finding your role. It's not, that's not the whole list. I think there's probably more, but three important places where you can start, where we can, um, what we can do to grab hold of that role for our own. When is, when is God's role louder than any other role? This is how we can make that. The first thing is in his word. Word. When we are regularly reading God's word, when we are in daily conversation with him and, and reading his word, when we take the time to let him speak to us and have conversation with us, that is when we allow his roar to the, be the greatest roar within. In conversation in the Bible, that's when we allow God's roar to be the greatest roar within. The second thing is in worship. When we put aside time to praise him, when we worship without an agenda, without distraction, without a, a, a need for something other than just to lift his name high and praise his name, when we fully surrender to his purpose in all areas of our lives, that's when his loud is the great, his roar. That's when we allow his roar to be the greatest roar within. And the third thing is within. If the worship team want to come up and join me. The third thing is within. As you can see from my title that you've been looking at, the roar within. You may not know it, church, but that roar that I've been talking about is already actually in you. You already have the roar that God has already placed inside of you. You may not know it yet. It may be um, caged up. It might be tamed. You might not be aware it's even there. But that roar is already within you. It says in Romans 8 verse 11, it says the spirit of God, or some some translations say the same power, the same power who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That same roar, that same courage, that same boldness, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raise Christ Jesus from the dead. He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. 
His spirit, his roar, his power is already in you, church. It's already in you. And when we realise that his roar is already within us, when we realise that we don't need to lock it up in a cage or tame it, when we choose to release the roar within, to allow God to make us bold, to allow God to give us courage, to allow God to give us boldness and to be able to do things that we never thought we'd ever do. When we go into our lives this week, when we allow him to help us to do things that we never thought we'd have the courage to do. That's when we allow his roar to be the greatest roar within. When we do these three things, when we we realise it's in the word, when we realise it's in worship, when we realise it's already within us, that's when God's roar comes out of us. That's when God's courage, God's boldness, everything, all those characteristics of a lion that um, come from God, that's when they come out of us. That's when God speaks through us and uses us in our world, in our community, in our everyday things that we do. God's roar can come out of us. I'm really hoping that tonight this message is um, being heard by somebody maybe who's recently been lacking in courage. Maybe somebody that's been lacking in boldness, somebody that's been struggling with their confidence. But that's okay because that's a human thing. But tonight, now you've heard this message, you now know that your boldness doesn't come from yourself. Your courage doesn't come from yourself. Your power doesn't come from yourself, but it all comes from God. And it is already within you. And as you spend time in His Word and in prayer and in worship and doing all those things, that boldness, that roar will start to come out of you. It will start to grow. It will start to develop. Just like Simba in The Lion King where he couldn't do it. And then as he grew and he matured and he spent more time practicing, more time with his dad teaching him, his roar became a mature roar. It started to become a roar with power, a roar with strength, a roar with courage, a roar that would scare off anything that was going to threaten it. And I believe today, church, that as we develop that roar, that it will scare off anything that is going to threaten it. That that roar can be heard from miles away and that people will know that's a roar that comes from God. I believe that actually even as Icon Church, that this town of Chesterfield, Sheffield, Derby, Sutton, wherever we are, wherever we're going to be, that our church will create such a roar within the atmosphere of our towns and cities that people will know that is Icon Church. That is a church that has power, that has courage, that has boldness. A church where they can do anything because they've got God within them. God's roar is within them. I believe that we can do that, church. I believe as individuals and as a church, we can have that same power, that power that, that from the Holy Spirit that is already inside of us. So church, let's stand and let's sing. We can do number two on that list, which was let's worship. And let's seek that roar. Let's seek God's power. Let's lift His name high and praise His name, knowing that He is powerful. He is bold. He is courageous. He is like a lion, but that we can have that same power that same power within us, that same courage, that same boldness can be within us as we worship. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.